0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday, and uh, inflation, yeah, everything's going up. How does that affect lending? Don't worry, I'm not going to try and explain it to you. Somebody else will do that shortly. Uh, We might have to uh, drink our own poo water uh, if... Things keep drying out like they have been. Uh, Marcus talks about head torches, and uh, we've got daffodil talk at the end. of the, So things get sort of lighter and lighter as we go along. I think it's a bit of fun. Uh, first up, though, uh, kids
1: back to school, or are they and should they? The story from November of last year reported the rise in people wanting to homeschool their children is being put down to unease among some families about social engineering in schools, opposition to COVID-19 vaccine mandates, and the lockdown experience. In fact, their kids have thrived at home, and they want to keep them there. Principal of Homeschooling New Zealand, Todd Roughton, said there'd been a dramatic increase in the number of people who'd signed up. He said in a normal month, we'd register about 15 families. In October alone, we've registered 86. Which is a, you know, when you look at the hundreds of thousands of kids going to school, probably not hugely significant but it is significant significant that you go from 15 families to 86 so love to hear from those of you who are working from home who are looking forward to being able to send the kids back to school for that social interaction for that face-to-face kind of interaction with teachers not having the responsibility of teaching the kids on your shoulders as well as trying to turn in a productive day's work.
0: Yeah, I mean it's so hard isn't it, um, when the kids are missing out on being bullied, um, being made to feel inadequate by the cool kids, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's really hard to um, do that for them yourself at home, isn't it? I mean some of us find it easier than others obviously. Serious problems. Uh, So is inflation and uh, how that is going to affect lending. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: Luckily, uh, Roman Travers sounds like he's onto it. Some economists have said that the country is in the midst of a perfect storm of inflation pressures, but that much of the CPI's increase will be as a result of offshore factors. It's a huge concern just how dependent we are as a nation on the fluctuations and the vagaries of the overseas markets. But that's the bear we've been making for well over, I don't know, three or four decades now, right? The Consumer Price Index is something we all need to keep an eye on. After peaking at close to 6.3% early this year, annual CPI inflation is then expected to cool, but then remain above 1% to 3% inflation target until the end of 2023. I guess the real message here is that none of us want to be caught with our shorts around our ankles and financial institutions, once keen to lend you whatever you wanted, will be the first to disown you faster than a flock of Facebook friends, right? The writing is on the wall, and that wall is a very real roadblock to the future plans of many good, hard-working New Zealanders, both employers and employees.
0: Yeah, that sounds bad. Especially the shorts around your ankles thing. I didn't realise that was going to be part of it. Uh, just when you think things can't get any worse suddenly you hear about something like that and you think crikey better tighten the belt just to keep my shorts up um I may have taken the wrong message out of that this money stuff I find it very confusing uh meanwhile you may notice it's been dry well It's been raining pretty much non-stop for the last couple of days in Auckland. But before that, it's been really dry. And we know what happens in Auckland when we run out of water. Uh, You have to drink your poo water. I don't know whether I like the idea of this, to be honest. Auckland may have to recycle wastewater to meet its long-term water needs.
3: Right, so you'll remember from last week a Board of Inquiry has granted a 20-year resource consent for Watercare to keep taking water from the Waikato River. It means the Council Water Company can now take up to 300 million litres of water a day year-round under an already active resource consent. Uh, however, the Board rejected Watercare's request for a 35-year resource consent. Uh, it also decided Watercare must make tangible progress towards finding a new water supply other than the Waikato River. Uh, We've just been off the phone with Auckland Mayor uh, Phil Goff who says the city is clearly going to need to look at further diversifying water resources. Uh, That could include uh, recycling Auckland's wastewater and purifying it for reuse like many cities around the world already do. Uh, The wastewater will be properly treated so he assures it will be safe. Uh, Hamilton Mayor Paula Southgate says it would be good for Auckland to think about future sustainable sources of water she says the river is already under pressure and the water supplies from the river are not endless
0: Um, bags not with the recycled water (laughs) yeah. well, as <laughs>
3: You to- won't have to worry about it, will you? It's, <laughs> it's us up here.
0: As you point out, though, Chelsea, it is done around the world. Bill Gates uh, did a documentary, which was a fascinating documentary, and he put up, I think it was something like $10 million to the best invention out there. And this person came up with a toilet that recycled the But the the fecal matter as well, everything and it was extraordinary and it was basically like drinking filtered water after it had gone through his toilet system. N-O Ah yeah, see bloody Bill Gates again, probably trying to put microchips up your bum now not satisfied with injecting them into you with the vaccine Facebook if you're listening that was a joke obviously, you've got a sense of humour haven't you Facebook anyway Great sense of humour. I think Marcus has a sense of humour about things, especially head torches.
1: I think we've got all got pet dislikes. One of my other pet dislikes, apart from a snood, is a head torch. I hate a head torch. We took the kids' kiwi spotting with head torches, and of course, too, they all come home. I was asleep, and they all can't... Well, it's, like, it's like a disco. Because, of course, when they turn their head, their head torch is still on. There are just endless lights going round and round the room. Um never was a fan of the head torch always kind of looks to me you take yourself too seriously with a head torch like you're doing some sort of operation like in the operating theatre anyway that's just me
0: he's right uh, it's people taking things a bit too seriously isn't it uh, I've got a mate who wears one when he's camping for doing things like barbecuing because by the time you get round to having dinner sometimes it's dark so you need to see what you're doing and you need to know that you cook the chicken properly don't you but um yeah it's full on to you make yourself look that stupid but they take themselves seriously you can't take them seriously so that's how it uh, you don't need uh, a head torch to see this person's daffodils, though. Apparently, traffic, they're, they're stopping traffic. Is it
4: working? Are people slowing down? Yeah, I think so. I think my neighbours are slightly annoyed that there is a lot of people turning, trying to turn around very unsafely in their driveways to come back. <laughs> <laughs> 47,000 sunflower scenes sounds like a lot. So how, like, how much space are we talking here? Um so it's not quite half a hectare. I don't know how many square meters it is, but it yeah, it's it's a pretty big space I suppose. Yeah. Okay. So you you've created another problem with them turning around, but are they actually slowing down when they see it? I think so. I think it's definitely um yeah, it's, and I'm well the, the other problem I suppose is that it's brought so many more people to the area. Um so that's a whole other thing but... I think the people that use the road more, the most often are definitely slowing down to have a look. Abby, how did this occur to you as, as a solution to the problem of speeding? I mean, in, in most cases, what you do is you, you chuck up a, I don't know, a slow down sign or a speed bump or something. <laughs> what made you go to Flowers? So in our um, in farming, we have a lot of discussion groups and we're in a, in a discussion group. We actually are only really small. We only have 90 hectares and my partner's a fencing contractor, but we were very lucky to be invited into a discussion group full of amazing farmers and we had a facilitator who talked to us about turning your threats into opportunities and mm-hmm. a threat for us is that we have equal amounts of land on either side of the road, so we're often crossing stock across this busy road and it can be quite daunting when cars are going so fast. Um, and so I just thought, well, the threat is the traffic and the opportunity is slowing it down. So how do we do that? And Sunflower's kind of seemed the obvious choice. Obvious choice.
0: <laughs> See, that's a, your classic example of how easy it is to spread fake news and misinformation. It was Sunflower's, not daffodils. And the reason I said daffodils is because uh, Heather's uh, technical director... Um, sent me an email that said daffodils. So I don't know what he was listening to. I mean, he was the one who was here when the interview was happening. I wasn't here. I don't know. And does he just not know the difference between a daffodil and a sunflower? I don't know what's happening. I'm just saying, check your sources, your sunflowers and your daffodils. I'm Glen ZB, I'm very sorry if you tuned in for daffodils and got sunflowers, Uh, it's really not my fault.